Welcome to the Buck and Strutton Podcast, the chronicles of two unlegendary public land hunters. Your home for hunting tactics, strategies, and stories. guys welcome back to the podcast this is episode 29 today we are gonna kind of do something a little bit different and we are going to talk about arrow building i am joined with kyle beeson we are on the phone right now and if you're sitting down you might want to grab a uh, a pencil and some paper and take some notes because if you're a nerd about archery this is for you, okay, Kyle. It's been a while since we have uh, since we've talked. There's a lot been a lot going on. How you doing, man? I'm uh, I'm doing good. Been giddy for this all day. I mean, when when you asked me to do a podcast about arrow building, I uh, it's like Christmas, but better. It is. It, it's like I'm, there's so many things when you're a bow hunter or an archer that it just, it gives you that feeling of Christmas morning. I can, I can think of about 160 inches and that, <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, I mean, that'll do it right there. I mean, that, that, that does a lot for me just thinking about it. It's, it's, we've talked about in past episodes, this is like the suck time. It's, it's the time of the year where bow season is just, still too far away and it's like what, what do you do what, what, what? if you're in my situation you spend all your money on archery stuff you don't need and you just tinker away all season until you get to fall and that's that's the <laughs> you know not this isn't related to to buying like archery stuff but <laughs> I have hit a new level in my relationship with my lady. I ordered or I bought some trail cameras, <laughs> but I'm scared to bring them in the house because I, I just don't want to. I mean, I need them. I need them. A couple of my, a couple of my other ones, they've kind of, you know, I've had them for almost six, seven years now and they just die, <laughs> but I'm hiding them in my truck. And so I find the right time to say, oh, shit, did you see this deal they had at such and such? I, look at what I picked up. Like, this is a hot deal right here. You, you got to wait till you know, she gets something and then you're like, what? where'd that come from? Oh, you know, got got it doing this or, you know, one too many Amazon packages show up and you're like, oh, OK, you can do that. And then maybe wait a couple of days. You're like, well, you got you got all this stuff from Amazon and oh, the cameras were a good deal. So I had to pull the trigger. <laughs> the uh I, th I think what i'm gonna do is, is i'm gonna wait she uh she's big into the gardening stuff and when this stuff starts blooming and coming up i'm just gonna say this is you know this is my reward for digging all these damn holes and 
<laughs> good night. I mean, things we do for love. Yeah, just be like, I, I talked to the boss. He approved a raise, and well, the raise was in trail cameras this year. <laughs> she ought to be lucky. She ought to be real lucky because there's a big chunk of cash sitting around here that I could go buy a new bow with, but it's for I'll, I'll get the yes for you to go buy that new bow. <laughs> I gave up on that yet. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, if she ever listens to these podcasts and she hears that I got a new bow and didn't buy her a ring, she'll be she'll be coming for you, man. She doesn't know where I live, and if I'll she be. hunts down, you can come move to Wisconsin, and we'll eat like kings for the rest of our lives. I'll already be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So. Uh, we're about to nerd the hell out with some archery talk here. More specific, more specific arrow building. How, how are we going to go about this? So for me, it would make sense to start at the beginning. Um, I mean, I would say two, yeah, about two years ago, um, two, three years ago, I was your, I was your average, you know, bow hunter who, you know, I had my bow, the bow shop said it was tuned up and good to go. And, you know, they, they got me into carbon express, Maxima hunters, you know, uh, light fast arrow and, you know, I was shooting a two inch rage. Like I would say that's a majority of guys out there. Um, you know, cause there's this big thing about, you know, the faster it gets there, the better. And, you know, which either way, either option works. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to put the arrow in the right spot and it'll do its job. Um, but for me, that, that hunting season, I was shooting a, I mean, this arrow um, was probably just under 400 grains. I mean, it's light. I mean, and I'm, I'm drawing 70 pounds. I have a 30 inch draw, uh, draw weight uh, or draw length. I mean, and I mean, so this arrow is zipping well over 300 feet per second real quick real, real quick so for guys and before we start recording this we talked about like this is straight we're gonna break it all the way down yeah talking about arrow grains explain that to where somebody who is you know this is their second year bow hunting or somebody who's just gone by what their bow shop is saying on how do you understand how, how to understand that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that, and that's going to come up um, a little bit later, like breaking down like the grains per inch, but arrow grains is the overall weight of your arrow. So when I said like my, you know, carbon express arrows that I hunted with two years ago were about probably around that 380 range, 380 grains um, of total weight with your average like front of center weight you know i had no weight forward or anything like that which we'll get into all that in a little bit but um that's a light arrow i mean if you're shoot if you're an average shooter uh, like with your draw length and you know even for some of the shorter ones like that's just it's a light arrow it's fast you know the, the less grains per or the less uh, grains arrow that you have the faster it'll be which is good you know especially in the white tail woods um 
you know, there, there's pros and cons to both. You know, if, if you're out there shooting a 650 grain arrow, that thing's going to hit like freight train and you could probably put it through a tree. I mean, those things hit hard and they, but you give up speed. I mean, it's going to be slow. Deer might duck it. That's the benefit to having fast arrow. You know, it, it's going to get there quicker. And that's one of the things that a lot of guys talk about of, well, you, you needed to get there quicker and deer move so fast. Well, yes and no. I mean, there, there's happy medium in there. I believe at least, you know, and that's just my, my personal belief of you, you want kind of the best of both worlds. And there's an arrow build out there for everyone that gives you the feet per second you're looking for. It gives you the weight and it gives you the front of center that you're looking for. And it'll be a setup that will pass through anything. It'll hit bone. It'll go right through. So, um, you know, but, but that was me. Like when I first started, I was, I like, like you said, I didn't, I didn't know a lot. I was shooting light arrows and I just thought that's how it should be. The bow shop told me it was fine. Like, I never watched any of these videos with, you know, the ranch fair or anything like that. Like I didn't understand front of center. I didn't understand arrow math or whatever you want to call it. I didn't understand any of it. And so front of center, most people are going to read that as FOC. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and an FOC plays a massive part of it, but I mean, two, three years ago, like that wasn't even part of my vocabulary. Like, the bow shop never brought it up. I had no idea. I didn't even know it was a thing. Like didn't even think about it, like the physics of it or anything like that. So I went through that bow season and I had an opportunity at a very large buck and, you know, a lot of things happened. The buck kind of dropped a little bit and uh, I probably punched it. I, I shouldn't even say probably, I know I punched the trigger, um, you know, 20 yards, how big was his butt? Honestly, like I had a picture of him and I was putting him at like 150, 160. Okay. And and the biggest buck I killed before that was a two-year-old. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I was um it all happened pretty quick, but um, you, you know, new, relatively new bull hunter, and then you put a deer of that caliber in front of me, like a lot of things went wrong. And you know, I was shooting that arrow and I punched a trigger and I hit the deer, you know, he ducked, um, even though my arrow was going well over 300 feet per second, this deer was only 20 yards away. He ducked at least a foot. I mean, it was, it was insane. I've never seen anything like it. And I didn't even do anything to stop him. Like he was, it was everything was natural and he just dropped that fast, that quick. And that was with an arrow that was built for speed. And the arrow hit him square in the back, like mid, mid body. And, um, it hit like right at that kind of like backbone where you would see a deer get hit and immediately it would break the back and they would just drop. And then you try and get a follow-up shot. Well, it hit so hard and I was shooting two inch mechanicals at the time, sever broadhead. So it had a two inch cut. Um, and it hit so hard. You just heard it like it hit a wall and I was shooting lighted knocks it hit that deer so hard that that light did not popped out and it only penetrated maybe three or four inches Jeez. and that deer whirled and he took off and ran straight up a ridge 
And I'm sitting there and I'm, I see the, the arrow stuck in them and it's sticking out the whole way. And I'm like, like it should have broke his back at a minimum, but it just, it didn't like it had no force behind it. Yes. It went fast, but you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't do what it should have did. I mean, it's, it didn't penetrate. It didn't do anything. And, and a lot of that's on me. I put a bad shot on, but you know, it's hunting, you know, nothing's perfect. Right. And, you know, we got down, we gave the deers a little bit of time. You know, we had good blood to start with. We tracked him for a mile. He never betted. We never, like, he was, he was fine. I mean, we never, never found him. And he, he never betted the whole time that we were tracking him. And you could kind of tell when he was running. And then when he started to walk and, you know, it, it is what it is at that point. You know, you can't, obviously I wish I could have changed it and had a much different outcome, but that event you know even though it it really really sucked like that was that was the biggest low that i have ever had bow hunting like i couldn't get myself to go hunting any like for a week after that and you know with that event happening though i'm at this point in my life i'm very very grateful that it happened because it helped me get to where i am now Cause I, I would have never learned anything from it. Like if I would have smoked that deer and like, I would have got him, I'd still be out there shooting light, fast arrows thinking like, Oh, that's the way two inch cut, like mechanicals. Like there's no other option. So that kind of got me started down the rabbit hole of what, what's my perfect arrow build. Like, you know, anything else, you know, if you have like your rifle, there's, there's a, a certain caliber yeah, or a grain bullet with this powder and that primer there's a perfect mixture out there for that rifle for that thing to shoot the best and it's the same thing for archery like every bow has something that like there's an arrow setup that it just loves and you'll have confidence in it and you'll just you'll become a better archer just hands down so once i you know that whole event happened um and that season passed um i went I went the whole, I went to the other side of the spectrum with it. Um, I, I knew I didn't want to go light anymore because I knew that arrow should have broke his back at a minimum and I, you know, I should have gotten them, but I didn't. So then I ended up buying um, day six arrows, which, and the arrows I bought, they were the micro diameter, which, you know, that's another thing to take into consideration, the diameter of the arrows. Um, carbon, the carbon express ones I had were standard size. Um, you know, which is a little bit bigger. And then the day six arrows that I bought were micro diameter. So I think that's like four millimeters or something like that. Like they're pretty, they're pretty narrow, but day six are known to be heavy and tough. They're, they're tough arrows. Um, and they, you shoot them without certs on it. So the insert goes in and then there's a piece of metal um, that slides down the shaft a little ways. And that's called like the outsert. And that's what you screw the broadhead or field tip into. And it just, it gives like the arrow a lot of structure, you know, structural integrity, which is good. Um, but those day six arrows were 12.6 grains per inch. So uh, the total weight was about 660 grains. So I went from a 380 grain arrow, we'll say, with a mechanical head to shooting day six arrows at 660 grains with 125 grain heads um, that I was going to shoot fixed. I just didn't know what broadheads I was going to shoot at the time. So I went from 
super, super fast and light to slow. And these things are going to hit like a truck. And I, I regret that decision a little bit um, just because I, I like the arrows. They were solid. You know, they were tough as nails, but then, you know, I, I purchased those in the winter after that season. So, and I shot them all winter and then I started to in the spring a little bit. And then I started thinking about it. I was outside shooting at further ranges. I mean, and these things, you could just see them arc. Like they were, they were slow. I mean, I was probably only around 240, 200 feet per second, maybe. I mean, and, and then I kind of started thinking, okay, I'm hunting whitetail. You know, and that buck, yes, he dropped, you know, he ducked a, you know, my, my fast arrow, but now they really have an opportunity to duck. Cause I mean, this thing's going 50 to 60 feet per second less than my quick arrow. And so that summer kind of went around and that's when like my search for the perfect arrow really started. And if, you know, anyone's listening and you're kind of thinking, okay, where, where do I start? Um, I started watching a lot of ranch fairies videos and he's on one side of the spectrum. Like he wants you to shoot 600 plus grains. You know, you'll hit anything. You'll get a pass through two holes or better than one, which I completely agree with to an extent. Um, I think there's a happy medium in there. Um, I don't think you should be, you should, I don't think everyone should be shooting something that heavy. Um, but what he does have a point in is front of center weight FOC. Um, that was something I never even considered, uh, with the day six arrows, I, I did a little bit. Um, I don't know the math up front, but I was probably around like 10, 11% FOC because I threw in another hundred grains up front, um, in that outsert. Um, and, and that's something to consider too. So when I, when I started my search, the first thing I looked for was the grains per inch. So every arrow has uh, a grains per inch. Um, so every inch will be X amount of grains. So like those day six arrows were 12.6 grains per inch. Um, like a full metal jacket, five millimeter will be like 11.3, depending on what spine you get. So the way I thought about it was I want to, I want an arrow that's strong, durable, and as light of a grains per inch as I can find. And an arrow that I still, you know, that I still like, cause it's, I want, I want the weight, you know, I want to be way heavier, way heavier than like 380 um, grains, but I want to control where that weight is on the arrow. So for me, I didn't want to go get a full metal jacket and like, yes, though they're heavy. And I kind of set a number in my head. I wanted to get 500 grains. That was kind of my goal was an arrow total, total arrow weight, 500 grains. That would give me the feet per second, you know, the speed I was looking for that give me the arrow weight and momentum. And, you know, I'd get the FOC percentage that I wanted. Uh, cause your standard arrow with a standard insert is probably going to be around 7% FOC. My goal was to get around 15 to 16. That was kind of, that was my goal of what I wanted and you don't want to get too much FOC. I know there is ranch Ferry has a few videos where he talks about 25% FOC or more. 
which if you're shooting 20 yards, then yeah, that's fine. But you, that's as far as you're shooting because anything, you know, if you try to shoot a deer at 40 yards and you're shooting 25% FOC, that arrow is just going to balloon out, you know, and, you know, so it, you, you have to consider arrow flight and all of this too. So, you know, doing all my research, 500 grains and 15% FOC, that was, that was the target. And for me, like I, I learned a lot about front of center weight. Like, I mean, that plays a huge part of it because, you know, when you really think about it, when you hit a deer or any animal you're hunting, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the arrow get pushed through that deer or would you have the front of that arrow pull the arrow through? Because when you're getting, when you get, you know, you hit something and you don't have a bunch of weight forward and it's trying to push through, you're losing a lot of energy as that arrow wobbles, like after it hits, um, you know, and, and all that energy is just getting like, when that arrow shakes, those fletching shake, you're, that's energy you're losing. But if you have arrow weight forward, it hits and it's pulling that arrow through, you're not losing that much energy in the back end because it's all in the front pulling through that animal. Um, so that, you know, that was kind of why I wanted to get around that 15%. It was a good number forward and the 500 grains still gave you enough momentum to hit hard. And it gave you, gave me for my setup, good speed. And I understand like I got monkey arms, I got 30 inches of draw length. So, you know, I, I'm locked, I'm blessed and lucky in that sense. But, you know, even if you're a 26 inch draw, or, you know, if there's any girls listening and you're 24 inches, like it doesn't matter. Like you pick an, F uh, an FOC percentage that you want and go with it. A good way to think about it is what would you rather get hit from hit with or have someone throw a ping pong ball at you. And, um, and then after that, they throw a golf ball at you. You'd pick the ping pong ball. You know, yeah, you're it's going to come at you faster, but it's going to hit and sting, but it's not going to hurt as bad as if someone threw a golf ball at you because the golf ball is heavier and it has more momentum, you know, and that's the same way to think about, um, you know, the, the arrow weights front of center and everything like that. You're going to, you're not going to want to get hit with a heavier thing because it's going to hurt more. So before I even like looked at any arrows, like that was, that was the mission. That was the goal learn about FOC, do my research, set my grains, and then the percent that I was looking for. Real quick, with with this FOC percentage, how are you how are you finding that? So there, there's a couple different ways. Um, you can actually like measure it out on the arrow. Like you can take like, I have an arrow square that has um, a flat, thin edge. You can actually like balance that and find that like center point of where, where the arrow will balance. And then you can take some measurements. Um, but there's a website. All you have to do is Google um, uh, archery, like front of center calculator on Google, and it'll bring you to a website. Uh, it'll bring up a few options and it's, um, it's pretty cool. You just, I think it might be on gold tips, actually, um, goldtip.com. They have a calculator on there and they have you enter all in your, all your information, your grains per inch, um, 
you know, how many veins you're shooting, how heavy are your veins, how heavy is the knock, um, are you shooting, how much weight forward on the insert, um, how big of a broadhead are you shooting weight wise, um, are you shooting a wrap, like it takes all that into account and it gets you a rough idea of how much FOC you're shooting. So, which that was instrumental um, in me figuring out because as I was looking through all this, I would literally sit on that website and I would, I would just mess with it. I'd be like, okay, this arrow's 10 grains per inch. And I'd do all, do all the numbers and I know, okay, a fletching's probably around eight grains and I have three of them. A knock is seven grains. Um, and then I would throw all that information on there. I'd be like, okay, what, what is it if I add 50 grains up front with a hundred grain broadhead? Now, what is it if I add a hundred grains up front with 125 grain broadhead? You know, and it would give me that FOC. It would give me the total arrow weight. So that, you know, it, it took a little bit to kind of do all the research and punch it in and to kind of find like that formula that I like. But once I did it, I mean, that was the easiest way for me to visually see it. And like, okay, I know this is approximately 16 grains per inch and it's going to be really close to 500 grains total weight. I mean, that's, if anyone wants to do it, like that website is going to be your best friend. So that way you don't have to sit there and try and do the math yourself. It does it like, it's just <laughs> punch it in and hit enter and it calculates for you right there. So how did, I mean, talking about this, it, it, you went through the ringer trying to actually figure this out. There's yeah. A lot of self-research that, I mean, you did it your own time. It's not like you had somebody telling you, hey, like what you're doing right now, go to this website and it's going to help you out. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was all me. I mean, you know, and then uh, obviously that's part of the obsession for me. Like I want to be the best archer I can be. I want to be, able to shoot an animal and be the most humane I can be. And I failed two years ago at doing that. Cause even though I put a bad shot on that buck, he still should have been dead and my equipment failed, but I don't blame the equipment, that arrow, that broadhead, that all, all that stuff did exactly what it was meant to do. I'm the one who failed that. So when I went through this whole process, you know, I, and I found the arrow that I want. This arrow isn't, um, you know, it, it's not the end all be all for everyone. Like this is the setup that I want, that I have confidence in, but this is, I call it my plan B arrow, you know, cause if I put it, you know, right in that, that vital V right behind the shoulder, I can mean, you could put a field tip through a deer with whatever grain arrow you want, and it's going to pass through and you're going to get that deer. But my plan B arrow is for when things don't go to, you know, don't go to plan. I mean, how many times can you say like you went deer hunting and everything happened perfectly? You've never put a bad shot on a deer. Like, I don't care who you are. Everyone's going to mess up. It, it's part of it. It sucks. But if I hit bone, this thing is going to zip through bone like it's not even there. You know, and obviously I'm not sitting there trying to aim for, you know, this or that, but stuff happens. You know, you hit a deer in the shoulder with a, you know, like how the ranch area would say a flapper arrow, you know, light, big mechanical head. You hit a deer in the shoulder blade with that. It's not going to get through the shoulder blade. It's going to stop and you're not going to find that deer. 
you hit a, I hit two deer through both shoulder blades last year with this arrow. And I picked the arrow out of the dirt. I mean, it was a good six to eight inches in the dirt on the other side. I mean, I mean that's doing the job. Yeah. I mean, and those deer went less than a hundred yards and they were, they were piled up. Like it was, it was night and day two years ago to this last year season. I mean, you know, and, and I get it. People like their fast arrows. And like I said, at the beginning, you put it in the right spot, it'll do its job. You know, that deer will die. But as we all know, hunting's not perfect. We are human. We make mistakes, you know, throw a 160 in front of someone and they're probably going to be shaking a little bit. And whatever I hit, I want my arrow to put two holes in it and get through what's ever in front of it. And, you know, that, that was the, that was the end goal of this arrow build. Like I didn't want, I wanted to find something that was the best of both worlds. And I had confidence in. So, you know, when I was going through that calculator, a lot of what I started to do honestly was I just, I'd look up arrows. I mean, and like you said, I was doing this all on my own. Like I'd watch YouTube videos here and there. Like I watched some ranch fairy stuff and, um, you know, and people had opinions about certain arrows, like full metal jackets, the inserts would, you know, they weren't the best. So they would kind of, I don't, I don't want to say explode. That's not, not the right word, but that's where at full metal jackets would, those hit inserts would fail. And then, you know, that's, I don't want my arrow to fail at that end. Like if anything, I, you know, if I'm going to take a failure, I'll take it at the knock end, you know, cause that means the broadhead already got through and did what it was supposed to do. Um, so just doing research like that, taking in people's reviews and all this stuff and trying to figure out a good weight and speed that I wanted. Um, just, I'd go on a website. I looked at, I don't even know how many gold tips arrows I looked at carbon express arrows. I looked at, um, black Eagle. I mean, I looked at them all. I mean, I even looked at serious, um, arrows like, and they, they should, they have a bunch of heavy arrows and stuff like that. And, and then I came across victory arrows and, um, I don't know why, like it just, you know, I was looking at a few of them and like one of them was the, they, that year they came out with a brand new arrow. It's called the VAP SS. And they have like a stainless steel weave through it. So it was supposed to be just as tough as nails. And I, I did an arrow build on Gold Tips website with all those grains per inch that the VAP SS had and all the weight forward. And I, I kind of figured out, okay, how much weight can I add forward to get me to that 500 grains? And with that set up, I could have got about 12 F, 12% FOC and that 500 grains. And, you know, that was the setup I was going to go with actually, just because it was new. I liked it. It seemed like it was just rock solid, but then the, they were, they were behind um, COVID didn't help anything. And it was going to be August until they got the first orders out. And I was like, I, I can't wait that long. Like I, I need to, I need arrows. I need to go to this with confidence. Like I need these arrows for the summer. And then I came across their um, victory rip TKOs. They're they're not standard diameter there, but they're not micro either. They're in the middle. They're smaller diameter, um, which that you know that kind of plays into effect too. And you know we'll, we'll talk about penetration a little bit later. But um, I found these rip TKOs, and they were 
8.8 grains per inch. So if you compare that to those day six arrows that were 12.6 grains, I mean, that's a sizable difference. And that's exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for the smallest grains per inch that I could get in my minimum length arrow. And um, I got these in three, 300 spine. Um, and I cut them as short as I could just to get, you know, more, F so the shorter the arrow, the more FOC you'll get. Um, you know, there's a bunch of nerd science behind all that, but, um, or math, I should say, but, um, so I had these 8.8 .8 grains per inch arrows. And then that really gave me the flexibility to put as much weight forward as I wanted to. So that really helped me. I, you know, I hopped on gold tips website, punched in the 8.8. I punched in all the stuff for the knocks and the, the flat jeans. And, and then I really got to play with it. I put on 125 grain heads. And then I, I initially, I put in, um, 50 grain outserts grains uh, more up front. And then that was around, you know, whatever it was, 460 or something like that. And then I put on like a hundred and, you know, it got me around like that 515 grains. And then I ended up settling on um, 125 grain heads and 90 grains up front. So I'm shooting um, all that weight forward I had. So I was able to control where I put the weight in my arrow, which that I think I believe that setup put me at about 16% FOC and 505 grains when everything's all said and done. So that was, that was big for me. Cause I hit, I hit my goals. That, that was what I wanted. I wanted that 15 range for FOC and that around right around that 500 grain for total weight. So again, dumbing this down or breaking it down, your arrow is heavy but it's still moving quickly. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, the monkey arms help, but even if like you had a 27 inch draw with a 60 pound arrow, um, you know, it, that's still going to be, to me, that's a good, happy medium. And, and even then mine, mine's on the heavier side of the spectrum. You easily could go out there with a 470 grain arrow and have the same amount of success that I do and, you know, get pass-throughs and, and stuff like that. So you know, I'm not saying 500 is the right thing for everyone. 500 was right for me because I do have the body build that I do. I'm able to shoot 30 inches and 70 pounds. So I'm able to shoot 500 grains at 285 feet per second still. So basically kind of what, what you're saying here is for your height, the way that your bow set up, you built the perfect arrow for your bow. And it doesn't matter if you're five, nine with a 28 and a half inch draw or a 24 inch draw, you can still do this. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, Everyone should go through something like this um, just because, I mean, I, I believe in it. It works. I mean, I took five deer with a bow last year and 
every single one was a pass through. I mean, it wasn't even a question. Like I even lost an arrow because it passed through and it zipped off into Narnia after like <laughs> damn Narnia. Oh, I mean, my arrows are expensive. Don't they know? <laughs> uh, but you know, and, and the big thing is the, the weight's not even the most important part to me personally front of center. That is, that's what you want to focus on. You want that arrow to hit and pull through whatever you're shooting instead of trying to push through it. So even if you're, you know, uh, like you said, a guy with a 26 inch draw or a you know 28 inch draw or like a girl with a 25 or 24 inch draw, whatever it is, you can get the FOC that you want, you know, and yes, speed's going to be down a little bit because your arrow will be heavier, but FOC is what penetrates in my opinion. Like, you know, light and fast doesn't penetrate. That just gets it there. You know, you're, you're not going to get a pass through if you hit something hard most of the time, you know, and obviously you will sometimes, but you know, if you're shooting an arrow that has the momentum, the weight, the momentum and the FOC, it's going to hit and pull through that animal and you're going to get two holes. And then if you can put two holes in an animal, your odds of finding that deer or whatever it is and being successful and they just go, they skyrocket, they go way up, you know, especially because you want pass throughs, you know, what's the first thing if you get like stabbed or impaled with something, you know, and, and they go to the hospital, like the, the thing they tell you to do is don't take it out. Right. You know, leave it in there and then just, you know, clog it up around it and then get to a hospital where they can take it out surgically and hopefully save your life. Art, you know, deer the same way you know if you if you get shot with something and that arrow stays in you well that arrow is now clogging up that wound and it's helping that deer not bleed out anymore they're tough so that's why i'm big on the i want whatever i hit i want it to go through and make two holes and i don't want anything left to stab you know to clog that that channel i uh I don't want to interrupt your in your your train of thought here, but let's say you're trying to do this on a budget. How? What would you tackle first? How would you? Because you you talked about how, you know, like in your opinion, the FOC is the most important aspect to this. Would would that be what you would tackle first? Yeah. That, that would for sure be where I would go first. So, like, I mean, I even did a arrow build for my, my old man. And, you know, he's not big into archery hunting like I am. So I wasn't going to go out there and drop, you know, 16 bucks per shaft on a victory rip TKO because he has no use for something like that. You know, he's, he's going to shoot 20 to 30 yards, and that's going to be that. So I built him gold tip hunters, you know, standard size arrows. I mean, those things are what five, six bucks a shaft, you know, they're tough as nails. They're, they're great arrow. Um, it's a great budget arrow. The price is there, the grains per inch. Like, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know it's, it's, it's right there. Um, one, the, and the only thing that I would change is I wouldn't put in their insert 
what I would do, and this is what I did for my arrows, is I went to ethicsarchery.com. Um, they are a company that makes inserts and outserts and field tips. They make all sorts of stuff, but their you know bread and butter is inserts. And they have it set to where, you know, they have an arrow finder on their website. They make it super easy. You put in, you know, whatever brand you have, whatever arrow arrow you have under that brand and whatever spine it is. And they'll bring it right. They'll pull up everything that, you know, could possibly go in into that arrow. And inserts are, you know, one of the best things that are the the biggest things that they do. And they have inserts that are set up where they have like little grooves in them and they come in different weight packages. Like the inserts that I bought, um, the weight goes from anywhere from 120 grains to 90 grains. And they have little grooves in them and you can take like a hacksaw, for example, and you can cut at the grooves. And then I cut at the last groove on mine. And then that gives me 90 grains. So you can go that route. And the, I mean, their price really isn't that bad. It's a little higher right now with just COVID stuff going on. Like they're struggling at getting metal, but um, I mean, you pay like 15 bucks for three inserts and, you know, you can get inserts all the way up to 200 grains if you wanted and then cut them down to a hundred or, you know, less than that, like whatever it is, like they have, they have every combination you could ever want. So, you know, if you're, if you're on a budget and, you know, you want to, you know, shoot whatever arrow you have, like they have it for every, everything. Um, you can go to that website and you can check out the different ways that they have. And then you can go to gold tips website and then plug in your information for your arrow and then mess with the insert weights. Okay. What's hundred grains. Get me what's 50 grains. Get me what's 200 grains. Get me. And, you know, it'll show you everything. It'll show you, okay, it'll give you this percentage of FOC. It'll give you that. Here's the total weight and stuff like that. Um, I mean, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing that I would say start with is FOC. Go check out Ethics Archery. The guys there are super helpful. Like, you have any questions, like, they'll help you out, you know, hands down. Like, that's what they want to do. That's what they're there for. Um, but that's where I would start, you know, and, and like we kind of talked about, there's no right answer for everyone. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. No, you know, yeah, you could throw my setup into someone else's bow. That's a lot similar to mine and they would have success, but my setup wouldn't be good. And, you know, if someone had a 26 inch raw length, so there, there's a right combination out there. It's just a matter of, do, do a little bit of research. It doesn't take all that long in all honesty. Like, you know, it took me a little bit just because like I had no one to help me out with it. Like it was me and I had to figure it out and I did. And, um, but you do a little bit of math kind of, you know, you get a number that, you know, you're confident in. And that's the biggest key too of, you know, just cause I'm shooting 500 grains. That doesn't mean 500 grains is the, is the number. You know, that in my head, 500 was, that was the number that was going to give me the most confidence in my setup. And for the next guy, it might be 450 grains, which, Hey, if, if you are confident in it and it is going to help you, you know, put that animal down as quickly as possible. And you're going to be confident, be my guest, do it. I hope you do it. 
you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're out there to do. We're, we're out there to enjoy ourselves, put meat in the freezer, but we're also out there to do it as quickly and humanely as possible. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of like where I was at with the whole, just trying to figure out the weight and, you know, the speed and everything that I wanted. And, um, you know, those guys at ethics, like they were huge. Um, you know, the guys that like the victory, like they, there's all sorts of information out, out there about victory arrows and, you know, there's, there's so many other arrows you can go out there and do it for gold tip has a bunch of great options. I mean, the, there's so many options out there. There's a combo out there for everyone. And it's just a matter of what works for you and a little bit of trial and error. And, and that's like for also to put this in perspective, though, this didn't happen within one season. Yeah. I mean, I put granted out. No, I don't have a, a social life. <laughs> so like I, I put a lot of time into this. Um and I did a lot of research in that spring and that summer. And I went and I think I got a little bit lucky because I found a setup that I fell in love with and it worked because this last season was the first season with these new arrows. And I mean, I, I got five deer with it and I watched three. No four no I, okay so i watched three out of the five deer die with an eyesight and i picked up all my arrows were passed through i lost one arrow because it like i said it zipped off into narnia the rest i pulled out of out of the ground on the other end like and it wasn't like they were just kind of like hanging there on some grass like they were stuck in the ground and that was after two of those deer it went through both shoulders you know, and like when I skinned and quartered the deer and everything, like you could see the holes, you know, right through, you know, right through both scapulas. Like it, it went through like butter. It wasn't even there. I mean, so I, I think I got a little bit lucky, but in the same sense, if you do your homework and, you know, you mess with the numbers a little bit, I mean, the, the science is there. The physics are there. Like everything's there. Weight forward is going to pull that arrow through and it's going to penetrate better. Like that's what it comes down to. Um, so I ordered those arrows right away. I got them. I ordered my outserts from ethics. Um, and I, I got, I got the arrows built. I got the fletchings on and everything like that. Um, so, I mean, and that, that process took, Oh, you, you could, you could talk to a number of my friends that, I mean, that's all I talked about was arrows. Like, I'd talk about it with people that I knew I had no idea what I was talking about, but I would literally just be like, I, I need to talk about this out loud. Just please just let me talk. Um, but I mean, that took, I mean, it was, it was a healthy month and, and then some probably of how much I would, um, you know, I was putting into it. And cause I didn't want to just grab the first arrow that looked good. Like I wanted to make sure I was going with the right option. Cause at the end of the day, like, not everyone, you know, you don't have the money to sit there and go, okay, I'm going to buy six victory arrows that are 12 bucks a shaft. And then I'm going to go buy FMJs, you know, what are so expensive. And then, you know, you, you don't have options like that. So I really wanted to take my time, make sure 
the the math and science was there and once i was convinced myself that that was a good setup that was what i went with which and in my head it, it hit all the boxes it hit my the check the box for speed for total weight and foc and go ahead go ahead yeah i mean and and that was those were my three goals and you know that's what i want and anyone who does want to kind of go through something like this you know that's what i would that's what i would say look at you know foc being the most important um probably and then it's like what what whatever is more important to you after that speed or arrow weight and then you know what what's ever left like have your criteria find the setup out there that checks all those boxes i guarantee you it's out there you know it's just you got to put a little bit of work into it and lucky for anyone listening like i thoroughly enjoy doing this so if you do ever need anything or like advice or anything like that like you know i'm i don't have all the answers but i man i can put my nerd glasses on and i can help anytime that's funny <laughs> we, we were texting about this episode i'm pretty sure you sent me the dude with the the nerd <laughs> oh yeah yep yep i was excited i mean at, the funny part is if you would have known me from high school I failed like every math class I ever took like numbers and me just don't get along. And one of my good buddies who, um, you know, he had to like tutor me in high school and stuff like that. Just so like I could keep playing soccer and I could pass. Um, he, he was talking to me the, a few months ago, we were fishing and he goes, you know, you were kind of stupid in high school and you couldn't do like basic math like algebra and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, what's your point? He's like, and then now I'll get you talking about arrows and you'll just rattle off all these numbers and, you know, all these equations and FOC and all this other stuff. And it's like, you're a genius. I was like, well, yeah, it's archery math. That's actually important. Algebra can go fly a kite. <laughs> That's politely saying it. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say something else there, but I'm a gentleman. <laughs> we will uh we'll have to we'll have to write something up and put all this in one place i mean like you you think about it and uh, it's not necessarily cheating i mean it is but think about if you found something that had all the math the websites to go to that worked better for what you're trying, what numbers you're trying to put in there, how much easier it would have been. Oh yeah. I mean, you might still have hair on your head. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. That's the touchy subject. <laughs> still some there. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, I, I got all this information off of just all these resources I could find. I mean, I was on YouTube, I was online, I was everywhere. And, you know, I put the work in and, you know, I, I laid the groundwork. So now I'm, I'm more than happy to help someone who doesn't have the time to do it. You know, I get it. B 
people have families, people have lives, you know, and, you know, like they might not be able to go through all this. So like, you know, if we, we can definitely set something up, we can help, you know, I can do whatever. Um, it's, it's worth it to me to help someone become a better archer and find more success because like, like I said at the beginning, like this is a plan B arrow. So your story could go from, oh, I hit them a little forward and I only got two inches of penetration to my arrow zipped through this deer. I watched him die in 40 yards and I hit him forward, but it doesn't matter. I watched him die. Like, you know, those are, you want to talk about filling the freezer, not filling the freezer. Like that's, you know, a little bit of time now could be the difference maker come fall. Yeah. And and that's the cool way. So like I, I am 100% confident and victory arrows. They're, they're tough. They're strong. I mean, I have had minimal issues with them. Ethics has been great. Uh, I haven't had, I mean, I've, these arrows have hit some hard things, but like rocks and trees and stuff like that before. And I haven't had one fail, you know, so I'll swear just up and down by the structural integrity um, of like the ethics inserts and the arrows themselves. Um, Cause that's another thing. Their inserts are a little bit longer than your standard. Some of them are pretty long, depending on how much weight you want your arrows. The, the longer those you leave those inserts, the further in the shaft they go, the more structural integrity that arrow is going to have. So instead of that weak point being an inch off the end of that arrow, it might be two and a half inches now. You know, and that just makes that arrow that much stronger. And like mine, I ended up cutting them down, but it's still, the insert is still longer than your average, like standard insert. So the structural integrity of mine is going to be better. And the only reason I didn't go with like Victory's outsert system, um, because there's like a sleeve or a footer is what some people call them that goes on the outside of the arrow shaft and it comes down about an inch, um, which gives it structural integrity um, is that was the one thing like, I, I read a lot of reviews of that's where victory arrows failed was the footer wasn't very long. So when they would hit something hard, they would break right there. And that's not what I wanted. But then I came across ethics inserts or uh, archery and their outserts and all that and, you know, and then I, I, I won't ever get anything else just because they've worked. They're tough. I have had zero issues with them. I mean, any arrow I've broken has been completely on me for doing something stupid. Like there's been no issues whatsoever. Um, that being said, if you, you know, say you have gold tip, you know, and, and I know a number of archery companies are starting to go this route too. Um, you can actually buy this long wrench and you can buy screw in weights that can screw into the back of their inserts. So gold tip has it. Um, cause my, I helped my buddy go through an arrow build and he wanted to shoot gold tip hunters and he bought the wrench. He bought the added weights and he, he, the cool thing about that setup is he can screw in. I think he has like a 50 grain and like a 30 grain screwed into the back of his insert you can screw in however many weights you want in the back of that thing like there's it's not like there's a limit i think they recommend too but i mean in all honesty as long as they're all tight it shouldn't like 
yeah, you don't want to fill the whole thing up, obviously, but you know, you can probably put three or four in there if you need to, but they recommend two. Um, but that's cool because he gets the FOC he wants and he can always mess with it later because you can take that wrench, put it back in and take those weights out. You know, because he shoots 550 grains during hunting season and he's coming to Total Archer Challenge with us. And he took out all that weight forward. And, uh, you know, so that way his arrows could go faster and he'd have less variance and less drop. So he can shoot out to further distances for Total Archer Challenge. When if that was me, I would be kind of screwed because I can't take mine out. Mine are stuck. You know, so there's some give and take there of, do you want that custom uh, to have that custom ability after the fact and you'll be able to screw them in and out and, or do you want them in there tough as nails, no issues, but you'll never be able to change that weight again. That's a cool way to go about it. So, I mean, and there, there's multiple ways, you know, to, to get to the end goal, you know, just cause I go through ethics doesn't make ethics the end all be all. You know, there, there's a number of other companies out there that are going to be just as good. I've, I've found the company that, I mean, I believe in it. I mean, I tell everyone, Hey, if you, if you want to go through this, go, go that route. Cause I've, I've used it. I've had no issues. I can, I mean, I will put my stamp of approval on ethics every time. Yeah, man. And, and that's going to say, man, like we don't, we are not sponsored by any of these people. Unless you're listening, ethics, then you know, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not hey, wrong. Gold tip, victory, Matthews, anyone? PSA. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, though. Like, we're not getting paid to say any of this. I this is the setup that I have that I believe in. That unless something ridiculous happens that this will be my setup for a long time. And my buddy, he went with gold tip hunters, you know, and I, I tried to steer him in the direction of victory because that's what I shoot. And that's what I believe in. He went with gold tip. And, uh, this last season, you know, he's shooting 550 grains FOC. He hit a deer back, you know, it's a, it's a whole story. The deer was walking and a um, little bit of target panic, I'm sure kind of played into effect, but he did, he had a buck in the back hand, like right by the back hips. I mean, and this buck was, he was thick. Like, I mean, this deer, he, he did not miss dinner time or lunch or breakfast. And he hits this deer almost square in the hips in the back. And he got it on, on video. He got the, the shot. And I mean, how many arrows do you think would just, you know, they penetrate a little bit and then that'd be that like, you know, it wouldn't pass through. I mean, that, that's a whole lot of meat and bone and everything else in those back hands. He found the arrow about 10 yards down the blood trail out the other side, like it passed through. I mean, you know, that in that situation, it didn't work out you know, exactly how he wanted. But if you can hit a buck of that size in the back hams and get a pass through and and he's not like, you know, I think he's shooting 70 pounds, but he's got a shorter draw length, you know, 27, 28 inches, whatever it is. Um, so it's not like he's shooting. I mean, he was at about 200 feet 
250 feet per second. You know, not like that arrow was screaming, but that arrow did exactly what it was meant to do. And it passed through some of the thickest parts of that deer and it still made it all the way through. I mean, that just kind of, it, it, this is really interesting to me because of the fact that I've gone through similar situations and I'm, I'm getting to that point in archery to where I, I need to do something different. It's, it's no longer go to the bow shop or oh, what do you recommend? You know, like, and that's when you're new, that's what you do. Especially you don't have someone telling you how to go about it. I mean, this is, this is huge. It, it It's very, if you're, if you're a serious bow hunter, it's probably something you need to look into if you haven't done it already. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, there, there's like a level of things like that your equipment is like in the important scale of how, like how good of a bow hunter you'll be. Um, the number one thing for me is you're shooting a tuned bow. Like that's, that's number one. That arrow is coming perfectly straight out of that bow every time. Um, because without that, if that arrow is kicking out sideways, you're losing, you know, you can shoot whatever arrow you want. You're losing energy and efficiency. Like that's, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, that's number one for me. Number two is the arrow setup. I mean, I don't give a rat's ass about your draw weight, your draw length. You could pull a hundred pounds for all I care. But if you're not shooting the right thing out of that bow, it's useless. I mean, it's just the science is there of why you shouldn't be shooting, you know, like the ranch fairy calls them flappers, you know, because they hit a target and they just flap because they don't penetrate and they lose all their energy out the back end. And, you know, you sit there and hope you get them or, you know, however it works out. But I mean, going through an arrow build and not just saying, oh, well, this is what the bow shop recommended, like put a little bit of work in and figure it out. Cause my other buddy, you know, he went through the same thing. Um, he, he was on one end of the spectrum though, two years ago. Also, he was shooting really heavy full metal jacket arrows. And I mean, you're talking, we were talking like 600 plus grains, but there was no weight forward. And he was kind of going through everything. And he had a number of deer duck his arrows this last season. And, um, you know, he got a, he, he punched a doe tag or two. And I think he got his buck, but you know, one of those does and that buck for sure. Um, they came into his food plot and he shot at them and they both ducked his arrow and they, they ended up, they calmed down and came back and he got him with the second shot, but you know, they still, you know, and he's, he's a big dude and he's drawing 31 and a half inches, 70 pounds. Like, so he's, he's got a opportunity to throw some real speed in there. And those deer were ducking his, I call them broomsticks. I mean, those things were just heavy as broomsticks. And so he came to me and this spring and he's like, Hey, let's do it. I want a bow build or an arrow build. Like I see what yours has done. Like let's go about it. And you know, he, he took in some of my recommendations. Like I threw a bunch of arrow recommendations out there. I did the whole thing with figuring out the weight he wanted and everything. And 
he ended up on, he, he got victory rip TKOs just like me. He got ethics inserts, except the only difference was he kept his full size. So he was putting 120 grains up front in that outsert and then 125 grain heads. So he's shooting 550 grains. And with the same exact setup I have pretty much. And we went to a bow shoot um, and there was one target. I think we were at about 27 yards, something like that. Maybe a hair over 30. It was, it was something right in there. Um, they had a backstop. They had some like half logs and then some, you know, two by sixes and stuff like that behind this target. Cause there was a house you know, somewhere back there. So they just put that up just in case someone missed. And someone earlier in the shoot, I have no idea anything about the arrow who shot it, what their bow setup was, but there was an Easton arrow that someone hit this Oak board. I mean, it's a hardwood. It was Oak, uh, two by six and it wasn't rotten or anything like that. Like it was solid and they hit it and it went, it just penetrated just past the insert, you know, like, like you would think when you hit a board or something like that. Well, Dave, shout out Dave, if you're listening, um, Dave had a, we'll call it an episode of target panic. It was, it was ugly, <laughs> but <laughs> sitting there looking with the binoculars, you know, at the target just to see where he hits and I'll, I hear the shot go off. And then I see this orange fletching through the very top of my binoculars. And right away, I'm like, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> and you just heard this thing just smash and it hits the back wall. And we had three or four groups, you know, behind us and in front of us in these like pines for this archery shoot. And everyone just starts going, Oh, and like, you know, you, you heard it echo just all, everyone started making all this noise, you know, and which it was hilarious for us. Cause we didn't, I didn't do it, but uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he, he sailed this thing. It was, it wasn't close. Sorry, Dave. I just, I have to let the people know. You just spilled his probably <laughs> deepest, darkest secret right there. Oh, I couldn't wait. I couldn't help. <laughs> Um, but you know, so we, the rest of us shoot and we go up there and, um, his arrow that, you know, I helped him build, it penetrated all the way to the middle of the fletchings. It hit the same oak board that that other arrow hit. And the only reason it did not pass through was because the fletchings stopped it and the fletchings were all crumpled up and, and it was I mean, there was only an inch or two left before that arrow would have passed all the way through. And it hit the, that previous, that Eastern arrow hit the same board and penetrated just past the insert. So, I mean, yeah, the shot wasn't impressive and, you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't go the way he wanted it to, but in the same sense, like that was a, one of the pro or the, the confidence boosters he pulled out of that was, well, if my arrow can go through a two by six Oak board, like there's no way it's not going to get through some form of whatever animal he's hunting. Right. Cause he, he came to you this spring to do that. Right. Yeah. Like we, we just did his arrow build this winter. We did all the math. We kind of lined everything up and then he's been working on ordering stuff and getting, you know, 
arrows have been a little hard to come by just with COVID and stuff like that, but he's finally got his arrows and, um, you know, he did his whole build and he's got two or three dozen arrows ready to go for total archery challenge. And, you know, he, he might not always hit the target, but whatever he hits, it's going to go through. And, and the impressive thing is, um, he pulled that arrow through the target. Obviously the fletchings were all ruined, which, okay, that's simple. We fletch our own. That's, that's an easy fix. We took that arrow. Once we got back to my house, put it on my spinner, spun it perfectly straight. No shit. There was no cracks. Not everything looked good in the carbon. I flexed it every way. It looked good. The outsert was straight. It spun like a top. It was, I mean, I would have threw a broadhead on it and been like, refletch it and be like all right let's go hunt did he use did he go through the same companies that you did yeah so yeah he used he shoots the same arrow same outsert but the only difference is he shoots a heavier outsert so right. he's shooting uh, i think front of center we're still about the same just because his arrows are like almost two inches longer than mine because he's a yeti but um but even at that you know, he's, he's shooting the weight forward. He's got the total weight. He's got the speed, you know, his, his setup at 550 grains, he's shooting about 275 feet per second. Okay. So I, I tried to talk him down to shoot around that 500 range. I told him he didn't need to go 550, but that's what he wanted. And, you know, and, and then that's just proof. Like, you know, I, I know it works for me. I have recommendations, but he wanted to shoot 550. It can make it through a two by four oak board, so or a two by six oak board, and I mean you can't you can't be mad at that. I mean, no, no I mean for him to for him to see that, and I mean he's got to think that come fall, yeah, he, he's gonna get it. Yeah, well, I mean I can't guarantee you're gonna put the arrow in the right spot, especially after what I saw <laughs> at shoot, Dave. But whatever you hit. I would not want to be on the receiving end of that because that arrow is going to go through and it is going to just lay the pain. And, you know, and, and that's another thing, um, you know, that I kind of went through. I knew I wanted to shoot fixed heads, you know, with this setup because shooting a mechanical would have just been useless. Um, and, and me and Dave, we're, we're going to kind of go through that whole thing of, you know, broadhead tuning and figuring out what broadheads to shoot. I tried two different broadheads last year, uh, annihilator broadheads and, uh, iron wheels. Okay. I shot four deer with, uh, iron, um, annihilator broadheads and then one deer with uh, that iron wheel. Both of them worked flawlessly. They were both great. Um, but like this year, I'm probably going to go hundred percent with the annihilator just because, I mean, this thing is just insanely durable. Um, I mean, the, the way it's set up, I mean, it, it punches a hole through the target, which helps penetration. So now your arrow is not getting dragged on, you know, flesh and bone or anything else because it's just following the broadhead, which is punching a bigger hole than the arrow. And it just zips right through. I mean, and that's another thing to take into consideration when you're doing all this of, you know, you, you have to shoot the right head. Like I wouldn't build this arrow and then throw a rage on there. That would defeat the purpose. Would it still penetrate? Maybe. Would the rage broadhead probably break if I hit bone? Probably. When you know, when I shoot this annihilator, 
they they were just at total archery challenge in pennsylvania um they shot the same head through a car hood at point blank range uh, over 125 times and that broadhead looked brand new just needed to get touched up on a sharpening stone and you could have hunted with it so i mean i, I mean I shoot muzzy trail cars. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but I can tell you right now that that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, I mean, you're going to put that thing through a car hood maybe twice, three times. I mean, those blades aren't super thick, like no. maybe twice. I mean, then that and that's where it kind of looked at with broadheads when i when i saw the annihilator i saw the durability of it and i'm like i shoot a durable strong arrow i want a durable strong broadhead and i mean i could go and and you'd get the same out of an iron will you know and then you can start talking about price point and and stuff like that and i i want to say annihilators are about 60 dollars or so 55 dollars which is a little steep but if you also consider how much, um, like how reusable they are, I mean, you're saving money. Oh yeah. I mean, I I've lost one broadhead. And that was the one that zipped off into Narnia last year. And other than that, like my plan was to shoot one arrow and one broadhead through every deer I shot last year. And I got it through three, two, two or three deer before I lost that arrow once I passed through one of my other deer. But hold on. So the arrow, you said two or three, was it two or three? I want to say I got two deer. And then when I went and got the third or shot the third one, that's when it zipped off into Narnia. So that was the same damn arrow that you shot three deer with before it freaking disappeared into Narnia. Yeah, so I got two deer, same broadhead, same arrow. And obviously, I took the broadhead and I resharpened it on a stone, which if you guys don't know what the Annihilator looks like, it's a three blade and super easy to resharpen, durable. Like, there's no chips. Like, this thing is, you can't break it. You can try all you want. You cannot break it. There's torture tests out there for this thing, and it's just, you can't do it. And like the guys even say, like they tell people, like go try and break it, and do your. Go ahead. Oh yeah, and that would, that's what they'll say. They'll just they literally say try and break it, do your worst, and if you can break it, let us know. But so far, they haven't had anyone break them. Like these things are unbelievable. That is one of the biggest things right there. And ever since I I've gotten into bow hunting and I've realize very quickly that I need I'm going to be rough on my gear I'm going to put it through hell you know it's it's going to get tested every single time I go out the fact I mean for in and this is I've been a muzzy trocar guy for a long time for five years now that's all I bought but it seems like every year I have to buy a new pack of broadheads now whether you lose them or what the case is, but normally it's because they're chipped to shit. Mm -hmm. You're not going to salvage that. Yep. I mean, to have something that 
you resharpen it and you're good to go. That's yeah. Cool. That's taking it back old school, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I don't know, just for me, it was so cool. Like, I mean, I would have used that one arrow and one broadhead the whole season, except for the night I, I doubled up on does. That one I had too. Um, I had to go into the quiver that night. That would have been some shit. Get down, run, yeah, grab. Ran and grab that damn arrow. Got <laughs> throw that guy on the ball after. But no, so that night I doubled up. I, I obviously used two. But funny thing is, that was um, that was after I lost that one arrow, I believe. So I shot the first doe, and then like I, the arrow was down in the ground, um, and I grabbed another arrow out of my quiver. But since I lost one broadhead, um, I put my, like I resharpened my, I have one head that I just practice with. Like that's what I make sure that it's always on. Um, so I, I resharpened that and I threw it on one of my good arrows and I threw it in the quiver. Just I'm OCD. I like to have a full quiver. Well, when I grabbed an arrow out of my backpack, I grabbed it from the wrong side. So I put that one at the end. Well, I grabbed that one. So I had my practice one that I just, I threw on a rock or uh, on a sharpening stone real quick, you know, and I mean, it was sharp, you know, it, it would definitely cut, but, um, you know, it's been, it's been shot quite a bit. Didn't realize it. Second doe came in, shot her. And that, that was one that went through both shoulder blades, zipped right through, stuck in on the ground, like six inches on the other side. And then like, once I realized like, oh shit, that wasn't even like one of the brand new, like sharp, sharp ones that I have. I got to pass through two, through two shoulder, bone, uh, shoulder blades with a sharp practice head that I use. Jeez almighty. I mean, you know, and that's the someone's biggest concern about that broadhead. And they're like, oh, it, it's just, it's a sub one inch cut. You know, it's 0.9 of an inch, um, you know, of a cutting diameter on that broadhead, which is small. I completely understand that. But if you look at, the science behind the annihilator, the cut isn't what kills that deer. It's a hemorrhaging. Like it, it doesn't just make a cut through that animal. It punches a hole. And when I tell you it punches a hole, it, I mean, I can vouch for that. I mean, and that thing does not seal up. I mean, it, it punches that hole through that animal and there's a back scoop on that broadhead. So when it hits, if you hit lungs, it puts all that back pressure on there and it deflates the lungs. I mean, you want to talk about deer not going anywhere, double lung them with one of those can't run anywhere. If you don't have any oxygen, I mean, I, so, you know, when people say, oh, they're just so small and this and that, oh, okay, whatever, shoot what you want. I don't care. You know, and the blood trails might not be as good, but you know, what's better than good blood trails is backstraps. And when I get to watch those backstraps die in sight, what, why do I need a blood trail? That's one of the most, I mean, that, that's, that's one of the most gut wrenching feelings is you, you shoot your deer and it just kind of meanders off out of sight and you, you don't see it anymore. Yeah. I mean, there was, there I feel a little bad. I, I played a prank on on Kayla one uh, one night. <laughs> so I shot this deer. 
perfect, you know, right behind the shoulder, smashed it and watched it run 40 yards, stop, and then go on its back legs and fall on its back. Watched it die. <laughs> the the jackass that I am texture. I'm like, Kale, we got I I messed up. I made a bad shot. I don't, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe it's down. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Like, you know, acted all pissed off. And so she drives up to come help me track. And obviously I knew, right. I knew it. But we went back to where we shot and it worked out perfectly. Um, cause the light had knock broke. So I, I didn't know where the arrow was. I knew about where it was and we ended up finding it after we, found the deer um but there was so we didn't have the arrow right away and i was like i think he went down or i think it went down this trail might have been that trail and like i was looking and there actually like wasn't any blood which i was a little surprised by and i'm like oh that's kind of weird but like obviously like i watched it die so i wasn't too concerned (laughs) and i'm sitting there and i was when we're walking up i'm like yeah man like i'm gonna throw this bow into the quarry like i'm done i'm gonna go buy a crossbow i'm such a bad bow hunter and just all this stuff and then when we were like tracking it and there was no blood she's like oh my god like she told me this after she's like in my head i was like i'm gonna have to talk this guy into not throwing his bow into the quarry and not buying a crossbow and not quit hunting like it w- it worked perfectly because everything looked like I made a really, really bad shot and there's no blood and we weren't going to find it. And then all of a sudden, like we had the flashlights and we kind of got there. We were looking and I, like I held my like flashlight up and she's like, oh, there it is. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's where I watched you die. From this <laughs> that's a cruel prank, bro. Oh, it was so funny. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> but I mean, it's just... It just, it goes to show you though, if you do the right thing with your arrow setup, you know, even if you don't have a great blood trail, it doesn't matter when you punch two holes in them and you watch them go down. And even if you don't watch them go down, punching two holes in an animal is going to increase your odds of finding it and giving you a better blood trail. Like that's just, it's hands down what, what's going to happen. Cause I mean, there was a, few does that i shot with the same broadhead hit them in double long dumb and the blood trail was great it was like buckets out each side you know so it's it really helps when you get in those situations where the you know the blood trail might not be great but it doesn't matter because you hit that deer so hard and it it didn't go anywhere and you watched it go down so you don't need a blood trail right so I mean, and, and that's, I mean, I, I really went down the rabbit hole with all of this. I mean, when you start looking at grains per inch and um, trying to figure out what percent of FOC you want, you know, you know, and there, and that's where a lot of that research came in handy for me of, you don't want too much FOC, you know, if you want to shoot out to distance a little bit, just, you know, even for practice and stuff like that, you know, so that's where. I landed on that 15 to, you know, 16, 17% FOC range. And that was the number for me. And from what I saw from this last season and from Dave putting an arrow through a oak board, you know, 
I, I don't see myself changing anytime soon because no matter what I hit, I'm confident that it's going to go through it. And if it doesn't pass through, it's going to get damn close. I mean, that's, I feel that that's what we all think about. We, we all, all of us think about that happening, but probably for the majority of bow hunters, it, it doesn't happen. It's not, it's not really talked about, you know, you don't really, you don't talk about your bad moments. Yeah. I mean, and those bad moments are your biggest motivators and your learning moments. Cause I mean, I usually could have two years ago when I lost that buck, I could have blamed everything under the sun and kept my flapper arrows and would I have killed deer. Yeah, of course I would have, but would I have had the confidence in my setup that I do now, that confidence is more valuable than anything on my bow. Yeah. You're, you're lethal. Like I, I know when I, I mean, I'm human when I know that I'm going to mess up this arrow and broadhead is going to bail me out. You know, obviously if I put it in the wrong spot and hit nothing vital or fatal, you know, that's on me, but I guarantee this arrow will do its job. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think that I think that this is this is a good stopping point. I know there's there's a few more things that we wanted to talk about here with this, so we're definitely gonna have to have a part two. But I mean th this is like you're straight nerding out. I mean this is if you're listening to this and you wanna learn a thing or two, go back through. We're uh we'll post uh on our website, we'll post something on there where you can kinda get the key points or the links to all these, these websites or brands. If you're, if you're interested, but with that, Kyle, do you have anything more you want to add real quick before we, we wrap this up? Uh, I mean, anyone listening, you know, even if you don't think you want to go like build a new arrow setup, you know, if you're happy with what you have, or you maybe have some questions or like, you don't want to commit to buying it or anything like that. Like, reach out to us, message the, you know, you can message me directly. You can message, you know, message the, the page and um, email us, whatever. And I mean, I'll go through it with you. I mean, in all honesty, I, I enjoy doing it, you know, and I, and it's not even just that I enjoy doing it and, you know, it it's, I want to help people learn. So that way, if you ever want to do it again, you can do it yourself. And then when you do it yourself, then you can teach someone else to do it. So that way you're not just coming to someone else and be like, oh, hey, I want a new arrow build. You know, if, if you want to learn, you know, even if you want to just hypothetically go through some stuff, like reach out. I'm, you know, more than happy to nerd out. And I can even tone down some of the nerd too, uh, you know, if, if it's a little much, but yeah, I mean, if anyone has any questions, even if you want to hypothetically go through some stuff or just, you know, even ask some questions, like I'll help you from A to Z, like whatever it is, I'll help you through the whole build, you know, of recommendations of what I would do and, you know, recommend, you know, or anything just, you just got to ask for some help. I mean, and that's the nice thing. We're here. We're here to help. We are here. We are here. And there, there are, multiple ways that you know you can reach out to us and get involved uh we we have a new website now so guys check us out at buckandstruttingoutdoors.com we have 
some articles coming out and just different ways to you know improve your your bow hunting archery arrow building it's it, there's going to be a whole slew of things by the time we're done with it and you can also get on there too and we have some merch coming we have some uh real tree camel hats on there with our logo on it so check those out but just as always feel free to message us and ask us questions i mean we, we're going through it we're average guys we we know what's going on in the aspect of busy lives so do not hesitate but thank you kyle for getting on here and talking about this wizardry that we just uh we just went through there's more to come you know there's going to be a second part to this but stay safe out there folks and hunt relentlessly